Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the For the Good podcast. Yes, ma'am. Wow, it feels good to be back. Merry Christmas. It's December. If yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's officially December. Yeah. I love how, like, now everyone's finally caught up to us. Like, yeah. we were already in Christmas mode, and yeah. now everyone else is, like, full-blown Christmas. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. funny. So, how is... Uh, How's the planning going, honey, for engagement stuff? Uh, for the wedding, you yeah. mean? Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh-huh. It's fantastic. We're almost done. Yeah. With the things that we need to do, like, right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. we have one more vendor to figure out, and then we're pretty much good until the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. We get to enjoy December. Yeah. This has been our first weekend since we moved here where we're like, we can actually chill. Yeah. We had nothing to do on Saturday. And well, I had some work in the morning, but basically nothing to do. And then I, this is how our Sundays usually are going to go. It's going to be church and then podcast and then nothing mm-hmm. because we like to film our podcast right after church just so we're like fresh and new, you know? Yeah, it's it's well, it's <sighs> crazy because a lot of times we'll talk about talking about a topic mm-hmm. before we're like, hey, what do you want to talk about? And then somehow the pastor always gives us a message that's like a little bit related mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. So that's what happened this morning. Honey, you just, you have both dogs with you. Yeah, I have Buddy laying on my lap. He's 60 pounds. <laughs> He's literally a lap dog. And Bella is a cat. And she, oh, here we go. Okay, so she wants, yeah. So, you look like Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so what are we talking about today, honey? This is a message that everyone needs to hear including myself, including Michelle. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Our pastor this morning made a really good comment and he said that the topic he was talking about was something that God was teaching him. And I just want you guys to know that every time we talk about a topic, this is something that we both need to hear as well. We're not sitting here saying we've mastered this. This is what we've learned. We're, we're teaching you what God's teaching us. Yeah. And that's, that's our goal behind the whole podcast. Yeah. I feel like that's very important to say too, because just being on the internet as a whole, I think people will look at us as like, oh, well, we need to listen to them because they're perfect. It's like, no, you can choose to listen to us or not. Obviously, you can make your own decision whether or not we're speaking truth to you. But God is just using us as a vessel to speak. That's all he's using. He's not saying, this is one of my perfect servants, so they're going to be teaching. No, he's just speaking through us. Yeah. He's he's using us as a vessel so more people can be righteous. Yeah, that's that. Paul says that in the New Testament where he's like, follow me as an example. But like, he also is very open about the things that he struggles with. Yeah, it's definitely important to know. Read it to me, honey. I always got it. Uh, So the verse or one of the verses. So this is Philippians 4 verse 9. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. This is Paul speaking. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Yep. And how did he know the things that he was doing? How did he know the things he was doing what? Like, (laughs) how did he know to do the right things that he was doing? Where did he learn all of those things? What is he teaching them? Is he teaching something that he made up? Mm-mm. Okay. He's he's teaching how to put your faith in God, essentially. But he's teaching you things that he learned. Yes. Okay. That's where I was getting Okay, at. yeah. I was so confused on the question. <laughs> wow. All right. So let's get into it, honey. What are let's we talking about then? Let's While we're groovy. talking about the things mm. that we've learned. Yep. Yeah. So what what is God teaching us right now that we're going to talk about? 
So something that God is teaching Michelle and I is just fleeing from sin because there is sin that Michelle and I have done with each other by ourselves. And obviously it's not something we're like happy about because sinning sucks. Um, And at least for me, I would focus more on stopping the sin and not focusing on Jesus more. And that's kind of what our pastor talked about today. He was talking about the fruit of the spirit and he summed it up by saying, if you are focusing on trying to do this on your own, instead of going to the spirit to guide you, then you're going to be stuck just living in sin and not really having all of the fruits of the spirit in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he made a really good point about the importance of why we focus on Jesus and not just basically beating sin self-willed, right? So in, if you focus on just the sin and not the importance of the Holy Spirit working within you to rid you of the like desire to do those sins, then you're, you're taking the control from God mm-hmm. and you're trying to put it on yourself, right? And he made a really good point about being like a religious leader yeah, because we shouldn't be like that, right? Mm-hmm. In the Bible, everyone... Jesus comes in, Paul's in there talking to like, uh, like, for example, the Gentiles, right? Paul was like, it doesn't matter that they're not circumcised. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they're followers of Jesus. And the Jews were like, no, they have to be circumcised. And it was like, okay, even if they did that, like you guys are circumcised, but you're still sinning. Yeah. Like you're still living in sin. Mm-hmm. So he was basically making a point of like the list of laws does not matter. What mm-hmm. matters is putting your faith in Jesus because he's going to be the one that changes you. Yeah. He's the one who fulfilled the law. Exactly. So if you still focus on the law, you're literally saying, I don't accept Jesus. And, and that's, that's unfortunately a lot of churches do that, right? Our churches did that growing up. Mm -hmm. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. And then it makes you want to do it more. Yep. Let's focus on why we're not doing those things. Yeah. Right. And this is another thing that we talked about in past episodes, like focusing on eternity. Yeah. Like, we should be so focused on the future and like what God is doing in us that we completely forget about our sins. Mm-hmm. Like we don't even think about them, yeah. right? Because we're so focused on him and yeah. all the things that he's doing for us in our lives and mm-hmm. how he's changing us. Yeah. The goal should not be us wanting to be perfect mm-hmm. because Jesus on earth, he did not say, if you follow me, you're going to be perfect. Yeah. He said, if you follow me, I'm going to give you eternal life. Now, the thing is with following him, that's what's going to him then start doing the work in you so you will be refined in his image. Yeah. I'm just going to read it for you. Read it to me, honey. All right. So I'm about to, I'm about to spit for like 10 minutes. Here we go. My favorite thing ever is when he, he pulls out his Bible to read something. If We'll just be having a normal conversation and he'd be like, mm, hold on. Go okay. Ahead. So first I wanted to read Philippians 1 starting in verse 6. And it says, And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So notice how Paul doesn't say, We'll continue to work until it is finally finished. No, no, no. He goes on to say, On the day when Christ Jesus returns. You know what that means? It means that you're not going to be perfect on Mm -hmm. this earth. That's what Mm -hmm. it means. It doesn't mean that Jesus is going to be done with you. He's Mm -hmm. actually never going to be done with us. Okay, check this out. (laughs) 
So Jesus says it in this way. His parables be hidden sometimes. We've talked about this verse before. This is John 15. I'll just start in verse 1. It says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do not bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you, for a branch cannot be cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. So, again, this is... Jesus saying in his parable, I am going to continue to cut on you until I return so you can produce more fruit, so more people can follow me mm-hmm. and more people can enter my kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying. Okay. So now something else is happening. So we're going to go to John 8. When this woman comes, commits adultery, I've talked about it in every episode the past, like, three episodes, okay? So when the Pharisees brought this woman, right, and threw her to Jesus, and they go, we need to stone her because she disobeyed the law. And then he goes, okay, well, those who have obeyed the law. Completely. Completely. Then stone her. This is what Jesus knew. Jesus knew the law was set up because we are going to sin. That, that's why the law was set up, and that's why he said that, because he knew that everyone was sinning anyway. Now, obviously, she doesn't get stoned. He acknowledges the sin, and he was like, oh, and sin no more. But, yeah, us, us as believers, um, it's not our job to be perfect. Our job is just to follow Jesus and to just bring as many people to Jesus as possible. And on that point, Jesus knew that, and that's why he never said to follow the law. Because Mm -hmm. if we were to follow the law, people don't want to follow rules. Mm -hmm. I'll be the first to say it. Mm -hmm. I don't like what people tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. Humans don't anyway. We're very ignorant people. I mean, we have pride attached to us. You know, I didn't like when my teacher said, hey, stop doing this in class. It made me want to do it more. It's kind of the same thing with the law. If you're getting told all these rules, aren't you going to get some type of excitement? Well, and that's what happened in the Old Testament, right? Yeah. They put all the laws in place and then everyone was like, well, now I want to do this even more. Exactly. And they were a disaster. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I know how a lot of people joke about like if if Jesus were to come back right now, it would be like he would be like, what the heck's going on? If you read the Old Testament, like I know that we all think that we're in bad times right now, but they were a, a huge disaster. Yeah. And that was before Jesus because they were all trying to follow the law, right? And again, this goes back to my point of the law makes it so that we can do it ourselves. And that's why God sent his son, right? Because he knew that we would never be able to do it by ourselves. We Mm -hmm. would never be able to follow the law because Mm -hmm. then, first of all, he wouldn't get any glory because then we could all go around saying, I'm perfect, right. right? I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Like the Bible tells me not to do this and I'm not doing it. So I'm perfect. And then, yeah. Where's where's God's glory? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If y'all don't know the law that we're talking about, just look up the law of Moses on Google. It'll tell you about it. We don't really want to go into detail. There would be a lot to the, unpack there. The, yeah, there would be a lot to unpack. So the next the next verse I want to tackle, we're kind of like talking about the law a lot right now, but I think it's just really important. You stop sin by not thinking about sin. Mm-hmm. That may sound contradictory. Well, it's the same as, here's a really good analogy. If I want to lose weight, right, and my goal is to to just be more fit and be more healthy, mm-hmm. right, I'm going to the gym, 
And I'm just going to the gym to feel better, Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to the gym to make my body feel better. If I go to the gym, and this is why I never saw results for so long, because I was working out to look a certain way Mm -hmm. and I wasn't working out for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. So the second I started feeling good and actually noticing a difference, it was because my mindset shifted. I'm obsessed with the gym. Like it is a routine. And if I miss a day, you know this, I go crazy. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, I need to go to the gym. It's not like a, I'm going to lose my result. I know I joke about that, but I'm just addicted to the gym. Mm -hmm. Like, and and now that I'm going for the right reasons and I'm not focusing on like, I need to look this way and be this weight and all of these things. It's Mm -hmm. like, it happens naturally because I'm, I'm going to the gym focusing on being more healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you know what that turns into? It turns into an idolatry when you put like, I need to be this certain way. Yes. Then you completely forget about going to the gym because you're like, I just need to get to this thing. And then yeah. that's when it turns into some legalistic thing. And then you completely forget why you're being healthy in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's a really and, good analogy, honey. And you don't want to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. It's harder to keep up with it right. because then you're harder on yourself and you're like, well, I don't look this way yet mm-hmm. why am i not seeing these results why do i not look like these girls or these guys right. and then you just end up quitting mm-hmm. because you're like screw this this is too hard mm-hmm. but it's like if you genuinely want to go to the gym for the right reasons you're gonna see the result mm-hmm. same with god if you're mm-hmm. going to god for the right reasons and you are pursuing a relationship with him for the right reasons because you love and you fear him you're going to see fruit mm-hmm. yeah and that's why people deconstruct honey yeah, because because they're following rules. Mm-hmm. They're following and they're, rules. And they're like, well, I'm never going to be perfect. So why would I follow this? And then they get tired of following the rules mm-hmm. and they deconstruct it because mm-hmm. they're no longer seeing fruit in their life. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people have this misconception about Christianity, basically thinking follow Jesus and you are never going to face any issues. You're never going to face temptation. You're never going to have any trials. Absolutely nothing. That is not what it is mm-hmm. at all. We die to ourselves and we pick up the cross every single day. If the relationship with God was follow me and I just give you everything, there wouldn't be a purpose of a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. He wants us to work with him. Mm-hmm. And our work is making sure that we're staying grounded on him. He is our foundation. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I follow a God. Now I'm doing all of these things. And again, honey, if God promises us whatever that may be, again, you know what that turns into? Idolatry. It turns into an idolatry. And then you're like, I don't need God because he promised me this. So I'm just going to work on his promise, whatever. I'm yeah. going to do what he says. And yeah. then or that's not, what, that's not what happens. And it feels like that's where people get it wrong. Yeah. Paul didn't have it easy. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, he didn't. Paul, and- Paul actually says rejoice in all things that happen he literally said that he was happy about all of the trials he was going through he Mm -hmm. was joyful throughout the whole thing Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's another thing a lot of people focus on like (coughs) what god's doing in them and they're like wow this hurts Mm -hmm. and it's like if you're feeling a conviction you should be rejoicing yeah because that means that you have the holy spirit yeah and he's trying to correct you yeah and you talked about earlier those cuts. What did John say this morning? They're healthy cuts. Mm-hmm. They feel good. Yeah. Like they should feel good. Like, and and maybe I'm just speaking for the both of us. Maybe not all believers feel this way. But when we, Asher and I get convicted, 
we are so happy. Yeah. It's like, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like I needed that convict this morning was so convicting for us. And the second we got in the car, we started talking about it. And it was like, I'm really glad that that was the topic today mm-hmm. because we needed to hear it. Like yeah. it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was hard. It was really hard to hear, especially for the both of us because yeah. I felt like he was talking directly to us this morning mm-hmm. and it, it felt good because yeah. I left there thinking in my head, God hears me. Mm-hmm. Like, God hears our prayers yeah. and, and what we're struggling with mm-hmm. and he's there for us and yeah. we just need to focus on him. Yeah. Yeah. I must be spitting or something. She's all wet. <laughs> <laughs> Giving her a bath over there. So, I'm just getting really passionate. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the law real quick. So this is Paul um, writing. This is Romans three nineteen. It says, obviously the law applies to those to whom it was given. For its purpose is to keep people from having exercises and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. Here's what Paul is saying. He is saying if you focus on the law, you're going to lose your joy in your salvation. Because then what happens is the law becomes an idolatry and then when you ever put something above god that's when anxiety starts to come in that's when stress starts to come in that's when you start losing yourself because you're disconnected from the one who created you Mm. that was really good having our salvation should be joyful we shouldn't have to ruin it because we're trying to keep up with a list of rules yeah the the best way to put it in my terms is when you truly understand the grace and mercy of God, that's when you start to draw closer and closer to him instead of, or you just being like, I need to stop doing these things. Like that is a conversation you need to have with yourself. Mm -hmm. If there's a problem and you're not transforming, then there's a conversation that needs to be had. Michelle and I have had conversations about stuff that needs to be transformed in us a lot. And usually what it comes down to is stuff in your past, whether it's your upbringing or whether it's friends you used to hang out with. Um, some parts it's hard to, it's harder to transform than others because you're still holding on to past stuff that you need to die to. So to go on the law, last point, promise first Corinthians 15, starting at verse 56 First sin is the sting that results in death and the law gives sin its power. But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Can you read that middle part one more time for me, please? And the law gives sin its power. The law gives sin its power. Yeah. So in other words, if you follow Jesus, there is no power in sin. Mm. Why does the law give power to sin? Because you want to do things that you don't want to do when there are strings attached to it. I'll give you all an example. How many of y'all are on this podcast watching right now that would drink under the age of 21? And now that y'all are 21, is it fun to drink anymore? It's not fun for me to drink anymore. I'll have one beer and call it quits. But when I knew that there was a law attached to it that gave me the excitement of me knowing, oh, this is going to be pretty cool. I wanted to do it more. Mm. Mm. Because I knew the excitement that came with it. Yeah. And that's the same thing with sin. 
when you have a law attached to it. You know it's going to give you that excitement for a little bit, and that's why you keep going towards it. But I would argue that it doesn't actually make you happy. Mm -mm. Because if it actually made you happy, you don't need to do it more than once. Mm -mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so good. (laughs) So good. Wow. Yeah. The the law is important to know. (coughs) It's important to go through and read it and what it entails. And Jesus, obviously, in his parables, tells you things that you should or shouldn't be doing when he was preaching. But again, all of those things are natural because we're guided by the spirit. We're not Mm -hmm. guided by our flesh. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on that point, uh, Paul actually says in Romans 7, starting at verse 14, so the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. So our, we have we all have a natural mm-hmm. sinful nature. Yeah. So it's literally a spiritual battle between your flesh and your spirit. Yeah. And following the spirit is literally just praying to God, help me with this, mm-hmm. point out when I'm about to sin so I can follow you and then like tell me how, what to do. Mm-hmm. Like he's literally your guide. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the whole like, I know it's bad. So how do I get out of it? Yeah. And that's that's when it's like, well, instead of you being like, I know it's bad. I shouldn't do this. You go to Jesus instead. Mm -hmm. So it's not like an A, B answer. There's actually C. Okay. I know this is wrong. I know this is right. There's actually a third option. And that's like, go to Jesus on everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So let's let's go into let's say that we're struggling with something. Right. And, and if you're watching this and you're like, there's not a single thing in my life that I'm struggling with. There is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there is. No. Yeah. There's a lot of secret things that you don't really think are a sin because they're so natural. For example, I was listening to Sadie Robertson's podcast. So good. But the girl that she had on there was talking about gossip. And mm. she was like, she was a reality TV host. Ooh, that has to be hard for her. Well, she, it was before she gave her life to Jesus. Oh. So she was so used to judging yeah. all of these people on the show. Yeah. After she gave her life to Jesus, she had to die to herself every single day. Yeah, she did. Because I she wanted she to did. go She wanted to go ahead and, and keep doing it, but she knew it was a sin. So like lying, little white lies, gossip, there's a bunch of things that you could be doing that you don't know or a sin because you're so used to doing it. Yeah. So let's talk about how, how do we overcome it? Right. We, we just talked about, we're yeah. following the law naturally, yeah. but we don't focus on the law. We're focusing on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're watching this and you're like, there's nothing I struggle with. You got a pride issue, my friend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you and you, issue. and you are literally the Jewish leaders in the Bible who are like, we're not doing anything wrong. We're doing everything that, that the Bible says. And, they literally killed Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, it's a pride issue. And to go on that point, you're not allowing God to actually refine you to the person that he wants you to be. And that, in my opinion, that's when life gets really fun. Yeah. When, when you can see the fruit in your own life and you're seeing like God just refine you. Like the coolest thing with Michelle and I's relationship 
is that I can see her being refined to the wife that I have always dreamed about because God's doing the work in her. Yeah, you're not sitting here telling me what to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not telling me the kind of wife you want. Exactly. Yeah. And what's I heard a pastor, I think it may have been Mark Driscoll. He was like Probably he is was it about marriage? Yeah. Yeah, he it talks was, pr- a lot it was about probably, marriage. Yeah, it was probably Mark. He said, and to my gentlemen out there, if you're telling the woman that you're with how you want her to be, she's never going to turn out how you want her to be. However, if you let her go to God about it, she's going to turn out to be the woman you want her to be and a million things more. And it's like, yeah, that's so true. I don't tell Michelle what to do at all. That's not my place. Yeah, and I don't tell you what to do either. Yeah, and the reason why is because we know God's ways better anyway, so we don't know anything. You know what's (laughs) crazy? There's been some things that have, like, popped into my head about, like, things that we both struggle with like individually Mm -hmm. or like maybe worries like oh I'm worried about this happening or like something like that and it's crazy how like I will literally go in prayer and be like I don't know if this is happening it could be in my head or like maybe this will happen and like I pray about it and then like the next day like either something will happen to me and I'll get like a revelation through something and like there will be change within me of like my mindset or like something with you. You'll acknowledge something and you're like, hey, like don't think this is smart or like, you know, I was thinking about this and it's like, wow, that's crazy. I literally just prayed about that the other day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's not our jobs. Like, and that, and that's, if you missed two episodes ago, we talked about praying with your significant other and just in general, like enhancing your prayer life, go check it out. That was a really good episode. But that's also what's so powerful about having God at the center of your relationship because you'll literally pray for each other or about things that you're struggling with. And like the Holy Spirit will literally work in them to acknowledge it or do something to like make you feel better about it. It's just, it's wild. As long as you just allow the Spirit to do the work in you, then... The prayers will be answered, I can promise you that. Um, however, it's not going to be answered the way in which you want it to be answered. Trust me, that ain't going to happen. You said, so how do we focus on over, or how do, how do we overcome sin then? Yeah. The best way to overcome sin is to not focus on sin. Yeah. The best way to do it is to focus on Jesus. Mm-hmm. So first, uh, I want to say, because I had a couple people ask me about the book that Michelle and I were talking about two episodes ago. It's called The All of God by John Bevere. Get it? Like, again, John, if you ever watch one of these videos, dude, shoot me a text, man. I'd love to get coffee. <laughs> okay, so anyways, this is, this is Philippians 2, starting at verse 13. It says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So to go on my point about you focusing on Jesus, when you start focusing on Jesus and you start focusing on God, that's when... Uh, he is going to start cutting in you and cutting on you to start doing the work in you so you can do what pleases him and not what pleases yourself. Because all sin does is it pleases yourself. It doesn't please him. And the fear of God is for you to be close to him. And wanting to please him. And wanting to please him, exactly. The, um, the fear of the Lord is not to be scared of him or anything like that. The fear of God is that you are so terrified of being far away from him. Mm-hmm. That's all the fear of God means. Mm-hmm. Um, now there are some, there is some scripture in here where it's like his almighty power is scary because again, he controls the universe. He so, literally, he chooses to put life on earth and mm-hmm. to take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that you can't get more powerful than that. And yeah. it's just, that's just, you just acknowledge it, yeah. right? It's mm-hmm. not like it shouldn't be something. Now, if you're not a believer, like you believer. might feel differently yeah. about hearing yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. But as believers, we understand yeah. his characteristics yeah. and one of them being how powerful and holy he is. Mm-hmm. So once you start to focus on Jesus more than the sin itself, that's when sin starts to lose its power. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I wanted to acknowledge is prayer. I know we just did an episode not too long ago about that. I feel like a lot of times people think praying for things in your life is like, I pray for a new job. I pray for healing. I pray for some new opportunity i'm praying for my family things that they're dealing with right like obviously we 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 do pray for those things but in the bible it says multiple times that we pray according to god's will and what he wants from us and he wants nothing more than for us to be far from sin Mm -hmm. so why would we not pray about that Mm -hmm. right that might be some things that people just set aside. And, and this is something that I've struggled with, right? I, I focus so much on what's like, every time we sit down to pray, I'm like, what's going on in my life? What do mm-hmm. I need to pray yeah, for? Same. Like tangibly, right? So like recently I've been overwhelmed. So I've been praying a lot about like finding joy in my job still also doing this podcast, not looking at it as like a task, but like yeah. something that I enjoy doing in my free time. But I think discounting the fact that we can pray for deliverance from sin like i feel like is is what a lot of people do because again we 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 go towards i can beat this sin i know that it's a sin and i want to take the power into my own hands and not do it and every time the the opportunity arises all i think about is don't do it don't do it don't do it don't do it and Mm -hmm. it's like well why don't you instead of saying don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Stop where you're at, whatever you're doing. And you talked about this a little bit when you were talking about um, the fasting that you went through, mm-hmm. right? And, and fasting from uh, secular music. The second you thought about listening to it or whatever other people fasted from, mm-hmm. right? You stop what you're doing and you sit in prayer and you say, God, please take this from me. Mm-hmm. Take this desire from me. I don't want to have to do this. So anytime you are you feel a sin coming on and you're like, I might, I might do this. I'm thinking about it, right? Thinking about it is just as bad as doing it. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, if, if you lust after someone with your eyes and you think about it, that's just as bad as actually doing it. Yeah. So you sitting there thinking, I can't do this sin, but I might it's really tempting. I might want to like, if you're around a group of friends and they're all gossiping about somebody and you have something to add and you're sitting there like, Oh, this point just came up in my head. I really want to say it. It's like, I don't care if you have to get up and walk away from the table, like do it, get up and walk away and go sit in the corner in prayer and say, God, please rid me of these bad thoughts Uh and please rid me of the desire to sit here and gossip about this person with everybody else. Mm It's as simple as that. And I know I'm sitting here saying it's as simple as that. But what I mean is it's difficult, right? Yeah. It's difficult to to go away from that sin. I'm talking about the action itself of sitting down and praying about what you're about to do mm-hmm. is as simple as you doing it. Yeah. They're equal. Yeah. It, it's not harder than yeah. you actually doing it because you're still, you're giving into your spirit and not your flesh instead. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like shifting your focus. Yeah. The moment you say, I can conquer this sin by myself, I guarantee you're not going to actually conquer it. Oh, it's going to be 10 times worse. Yeah. If you sit here and say, I, I'm not going to do this. I got this. 
I can do this myself. You're going to do it. You're going to do it more. And you're also probably going to do other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it might trickle into something else. Yeah. Instead of saying I can do this, say, Lord, let's do this together. Yes. Lord, Lord, help me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. That's all it takes. Mm -hmm. All, all he, we talked about this in the prayer episode, right? God knows everything that you are praying about. Mm -hmm. He knows what you're about to take to him. Right. So he already knows the sins that you're struggling with. He's waiting for you to acknowledge them so that he can help you through it. Yeah. Right. If you keep ignoring it, saying this isn't a sin, this isn't a sin. I'm not sinning. How is he going to help you with it? Mm -hmm. You're too prideful. He's probably poking at you. The Holy Spirit is probably trying to put thoughts in your head about that sin, but you are so hyper fixated on actually doing the sin Mm -hmm. that you can't even hear him. He's muted. Yeah. Yeah. All he's waiting for is he's just waiting for your honesty. Yeah, exactly. And all he's and, waiting for. And that's that's the whole in the New Testament, obviously, it talks about how we're never gonna be perfect, right? Jesus was the only perfect human here on earth. We're we literally have sin. First John one eight, I think it says. I'm gonna read it. Give me one second. First John one eight says if we claim to have we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Mm -hmm. So all he wants is that either if you've sinned already or if you're thinking about it, if you're thinking about it, Lord, forgive me for these thoughts that I'm having about committing this sin and please help me overcome it. Or I've already sinned. Lord, I'm sorry that I've sinned against you. You repenting is you coming into agreement with God that it is a sin. Mm-hmm. You're acknowledging the fact that it's something that you should have never done. And for us humans and the way that we were created, it is really difficult for us to admit that we did something wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of arguments nowadays, right? Why do people argue? Because one person thinks they're right and the other one thinks they're wrong. So all you're doing is your head and your head is you're arguing with your spirit and you're saying, no, you're wrong. I can do this. Yep. And that's when you are mentally drained. Mm-hmm. That's when you spiral. And that's when you start to do other things that you shouldn't be doing. Yep. Because what's ever, what's ever not confessed is that's when it comes out in other areas in which it shouldn't have even come out in the first place. Yep. That's what happens. Yep. So this one little gossip thing you have yep. with this one person, mm-hmm. just because you gossiped and you didn't confess it and you were like, Lord, please help me through this then the next day it may lead on to you becoming drunk because you were fighting that first gossip thing with that one friend. And you were like, well, I didn't really feel bad after this. So yeah. Then, and then it spirals down. This is such a bad comparison, but it's the first one that I thought of to get people to understand. It's, you know how a lot of people are like, oh, weed's not a big deal. It's natural. It's a plant, whatever. I can smoke this weed, right? It's not going to do anything to me. Mm-hmm. And then usually that person will start with that and then they'll end up doing cocaine, Molly, LSD, whatever it trickles into. And then it's like, wait a second. This all started because I excused the fact that I can smoke this plant. And then it trickled into a bunch of other issues. Obviously, that's like a far-fetched example, but that's no, what no, I first no, no, thought no, of. No, 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 it's not. Because let's, uh, shoot, we can talk about that. You really think if Jesus comes down to earth right now, and you ask him, hey, can I smoke this blunt? You really think he's going to say yes? He made that plant. Yeah. He knows what that plant brings you. Yeah. 
You really think he that literally he wants, created wine and yeah. it still gets people drunk. Yeah. You really think he wants you to get your peace and your joy because that's why people do it mm-hmm. and you to go to sleep better mm-hmm. through a plant mm-hmm. instead of his word. Mm-hmm. Because again, you know what that turns into? Idolatry. Well, and, and you're, you're self-willed, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. Instead of giving it all to Jesus, you're saying, I'm going to solve this by taking this. Exactly. You're or saying, smoking this you're or saying, whatever you're doing. Same with pills. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that too. Yeah. Sorry, but mm-hmm. I, I'm the only reason I'm saying this is because I've been there. I yeah. used to be on anxiety medicine. <sighs> it was an anxiety mixed with an antidepressant. Mm-hmm. Literally took it all the time and I was like, I can't overcome this. I can't overcome this. Just feed me more increase my dosage all of a sudden i stopped caring about everything my room was a mess i struggle with ocd i'm very clean and everyone was like why is your room disgusting Mm -hmm. and it was because i was taking something because i was like whatever and you know my dad once told me when i was taking those he was like why don't you put the pill bottle away and pick up your bible and when he told me that i was like ouch the pills help me right Mm -hmm. like i'm getting through this and now being on the other side fully giving my life to Jesus, I knew where he was coming from. Mm-hmm. And it was it was convicting because I was like, wow, if I would have just listened to him, mm-hmm. I could have been saved years ahead. Yeah. But I didn't. But, yeah. you know, God and, works all things for his good. Yeah. So. And I mean, I, I, I would love to know a verse where Jesus says, turn to man instead of me. Pills are man-made. They are. And same with same with any like I'm not, uh, we can even take it a step further. We can take it a step further to people taking birth control to not become pregnant. Yeah. The, you, re- the reason why birth control became a thing is to regulate periods. No, no, no. Birth control became a thing because the pharmaceutical companies know a lot of people were having sex. And they knew they could cash out on it. Yeah. God knows that if you eat the food that's supposed to be in your body, your periods are going to be fine. Yeah, and and you're moving your body. And you're moving right? your body. Everyone in the Bible did physical labor. And I'm not saying quit your job and go work on a farm. Yeah. I'm saying like move your body after work hours. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that people will rely on that are exact. man-made. Boom. Instead of putting their faith in God, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, we're not married yet, so now we're not doing anything. However, when the day comes, we've talked about multiple times saying we're just going to we're just going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to take birth control because we're both like we're not ready to have a child. Cuz if I do that, God could have wanted us to have a baby 6 months into our marriage and we could have missed a miracle mm-hmm. because I was trying to put the decision into my own hands, right? Saying I'm not ready for this, so I'm going to take this. Shoot. You know what it is? It's selfish. It is. Because you're like my way and my will is better than yours boom so i'm gonna take this stuff because i think this way is better and it fits my path a lot better than yours and what happened in genesis honey what was eve's mentality into biting the apple tell me i want to be in control i want to know what's good and evil i want to be god i want to i want to put everything in my hands Mm -hmm. and not give him any control Mm mm-hmm we are naturally selfish people. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Bible says, pick up your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're not going to live a fruitful life mm-hmm. because if you are dying to yourself every day, I can prune the fruit that needs to be gone and I can put more fruit in you, right? The fruit of the spirit. Otherwise, you're just going to be filled with sin left and right. All right. 
So this is just on the point of choosing God's will instead of your will. And we are born naturally selfish. Literally, we're born naturally selfish. Like when we're babies, the world revolves around us. Our parents give us everything that we need. Mm -hmm. So we think the world revolves around us. It's not really until we die to ourselves and give our life to Jesus until that sinful nature starts to fade away. Now, it's never going to be perfect. Mm -mm. Ever, ever, ever. So everyone knows this verse. Matthew 7, 13. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for many of those who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. Yeah. (laughs) So just taking on the weed or (coughs) the anxiety medication or the birth control, just all of those avenues that's made by man, do y'all understand how many people are using that? And you know how broad this is just what came into my head. Like as we were talking about it, is I'm like, everyone does that. So it's when, normal. When everyone is doing it and it's normal, that should be raising flags. It should. Yep. Exactly. Like 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 I really want y'all to analyze it. If everyone's doing it and it's becoming a trend, more than likely that's not what Jesus wants you to do. Because in this passage, if you follow me and you follow Jesus, the pathway is very, very skinny. So if you're doing something where a lot of people are doing it, mm-hmm. that's probably not the pathway to the kingdom he wants you to be in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really good. And and it, this is something that I've mentioned a lot. If you are going in the opposite direction of everyone else, that's a good thing. It's a really good thing. And now I'm not saying if you're sitting here watching this video and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, I don't do any of those things. Don't be self-righteous about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? There's Mm got to be a balance. We humble ourselves. Yeah. I I think another good thing to know is I do this a lot. At least I don't do it so much anymore. But at the beginning of the year, I really started to focus on giving credit to God. Right. So if someone would compliment me, especially when I talk to my parents, because they've noticed the biggest difference since they're so close to me. But if they mention something like my dad made a comment about how you're not the same woman you were two years ago or even a year ago. Um, So much has changed in a good way. My first response is it's all the Lord. I owe it all to the Lord. It's not anything that I have done. He has literally done all of this work in me. All I have to do is surrender. Yeah, I got Bible for it, too, honey. So, and first, it also says it in James. Um, I think it's James 4. No, it's, it's James 1. Anyways, I like it how it's said in First Peter, though. So, First Peter 5, starting at verse 6, it says, So humble yourselves mm-hmm. under the mighty power of God, mm-hmm. and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Mm-hmm. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. So, again, about, if you're watching this video you know, you don't drink, you don't take pills, you don't live a self-will life. That's great. And you need to humble yourself because God's still going to be far more powerful than you will ever dream about. It's ever. Yeah. It's, it's like I just said, it's the mentality of saying, I don't do all of these things and thank the Lord that I'm not Mm -hmm. doing them and that I don't have the desire to do them. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. Yep. You nailed it, honey. 
<laughs> sure. All right. <laughs> that was that was nail on the head. Yeah. So focusing on Jesus and praying for Him to remove those not temptations, but like help you not do it, right? Because we talk about this all the time, how we're going to be tempted. Mm -hmm. There is an enemy at work. It's a spiritual battle. And praying for the strength to not do those things in the moment is the best. Mm -hmm. But obviously, aside from the moment, right before you go to bed, when you wake up in the morning, and then like if you're in the moment and you're like, I might sin. I don't know what's about to happen. Like, just stop what you're doing and start praying. Like, yeah. the power of prayer is amazing. Yeah. In, in the New Testament, Paul's writing letters to these churches that are horrible, and he's like, what are y'all doing? Y'all are crazy. Or even the good ones. Even the good in the good churches, he still writes in the letters. We're all praying for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, he wants to work in us and do it. But another powerful thing is, like, accountability. Oh, yeah. Right. So getting a mentor of preferably someone that's older than you that can pray for you as well. And also just give you some wisdom from God's word on Mm -hmm. on how how to help you through those situations and also call you if you're ever in a situation where you are going to sin. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if there's something that you're like, hey, I'm going to hang out with this group of friends. They're not atheists, but they Right. Are a little lukewarm and, and still gossip. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy hanging out with them. I never feel empty when I hang out with them. So I'm, I'm going to go hang out with them. But they tend to gossip a lot. Yeah. Uh, do you mind calling me after I leave just to make sure that I didn't gossip? Yeah. And I'm just using that because I don't want to be condemning and use like a really obviously sin is sin in God's eyes. But I don't want to use something yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, intense, I uh, I also want to say I think it's very, very, very important to know when the temptation gets a lot stronger. So um, with with Michelle and I, I know what point where it gets to me where I'm like, oh, wow, I'm really, really tempted to have sex with this woman. And that's a very good thing to do, because then you can say, hey, honey. This is the point it gets to to me where I'm like, yo, like I'm I'm really horny right now, right? Boundaries. Yeah, boundaries. Right? Yeah. Yeah, with anything. So the same thing with the gossip. It, if you know I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I have an example about hanging out with friends that are lukewarm, gossip, stuff like that. So this was about um I think this was like two months after I got saved and I was in the car with some friends. And we started talking about this one guy. And, well, they started talking about this one guy. They were saying, yeah, I don't know why he's doing this. This is bad. Um, He seems like he's just like a bunch of gossip stuff. And they turned to me, and they were like, well, what's your opinion? And I was like, to tell you the truth, man, my opinion is completely irrelevant. And right, right at that point, when I said that in the tone that I said it, that was the boundary that set for them where they're like, okay, we don't need to talk about this anymore. Mm. And it was in a very healthy manner. It wasn't like, dude, y'all suck for talking about this person behind behind their back. It yeah. was, dude, my opinion's irrelevant because God sees everything. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's the reason why it's irrelevant. Yeah. Me adding anything would have been doing nothing. And me saying, hey, guys, I really think that y'all are doing something really, really terrible. Mm-hmm because y'all are talking behind this guy's back Mm -hmm. you saying or you putting up a boundary saying it's honestly irrelevant Mm -hmm. that's like 
them knowing, yeah, you're probably right. We probably shouldn't be talking. But it wasn't in a condemning way. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That uh, Sadie actually talked about that on the episode that I watched, too, because um, she made a comment about how her husband, they were all having a conversation with friends and, and someone started gossiping. And he was like, hey, I don't really think we should continue this conversation. It's kind of going down the, the, the tone of gossip. And I have a lot of respect for that person. I don't want to talk about them. Mm-hmm. And Sadie was like, a little awkward at first because she was like, wow, that was, that was really awkward just Mm -hmm. because you're literally standing up for the other person and you're, you're calling the other person out on their sin. Right. Yeah. It is really awkward, but there's two ways to look at it. You either go along with what everyone's saying and you please man. Yep. Exactly. Or you please God by saying something. Exactly. Where's your loyalty? Yeah, exactly. This is with any sin, right? If you're like, wow, I have a tendency to drink too much on Friday night because I'm going to hang out with these friends at this certain place. And it's like, okay, how do you avoid doing that? Don't go over there. Yeah. Right. So like what you just said, like we got to cut off at time. You got to go like it's getting too late. You know what happens in the evening is never anything. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so it's like it's any like- any time for Michelle and I passed usually like 830 to yeah. like nine o'clock that's when stuff may get handsy because it has in the past. And we know that when that happens, usually, you know, we're tired. Our brain's not thinking as much as we usually are and stuff starts to slip. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just the boundary we've set with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And same, same thing. Like, uh, uh, one of the biggest overlooked sins is gluttony. Right. So if you have a tendency to, overeat when you go out to eat with friends right it could be with or maybe by yourself or let's say that you uh you're out late or you're on the road a lot and so you have a tendency to go through a bunch of fast food drive-throughs and overeat in a day and it's like how do you avoid doing that well well avoid the drive-through mm-hmm. right like or avoid the people that are around you that are encouraging you to eat a bunch of really unhealthy food mm-hmm. right don't put yourself in that situation and acknowledging it right so like that's something that we did we were like hey you know what we tend to get tempted after a certain time at night when we're kind of done hanging out there's nothing left to do right and then we're like oh you know what like we're really attracted to each other and so now that we know that right we acknowledged it mm-hmm. we spoke it out loud mm-hmm. we set a boundary yep and now we part ways yep. early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Paul says flee from sin. Um, or no, he, yeah, he says, he says flee from it. Run as far as possible, right? And majority of times, the sin that y'all are living in, again, it's probably something to do with your past. So, and just to go on Michelle and I's point again, I think it's just healthy to bring up personal experiences so people can relate it to it. So with Michelle and I in our past relationships, the reason why that happens and we may get handsy after a certain period of time of us hanging out is because that's all we know. Mm-hmm. That's what we did in the past with either my ex-partners or her ex-partners mm-hmm. is we would go on a date, hang out. We would sit there, watch a movie, finish the movie. And then we're like, well, now what? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we think this person's attractive. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can please ourselves, mm-hmm. and then, you know, do whatever. That's all we know. Mm-hmm. So when you acknowledge that and you're like, hey, this is what I know from my past, but I know Jesus doesn't want me to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. 
that's when that's when God's actually going to give you the strength. Yeah. The whole Philippians 4.13 verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That verse, I'm just going to let you guys know right now, they're not talking about you lifting 135 <laughs> pounds on bench press. Yeah. No, no, no. Paul is starving yes. in this prison cell. Yeah. I want everyone to know that. If you read that verse in context, yeah. God's not saying, yeah, I'm going to give you the strength to, you know, Straight lift, physical strength. Yeah, physical Play strength. Play football but, really yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. He's saying he's going to give you the spiritual strength yes. to conquer yes. all things that you are struggling with and yeah. then rejoice yeah. in times of struggle. Because, because you are gaining that fruit. Right, exactly. Paul literally says, even on the days when I was starving, mm-hmm. I rejoiced. Mm-hmm literally a couple verses before that Mm -hmm. yeah i i think i do want to note this as well because i we probably have some viewers that maybe lived in the world for a really long time and maybe they're new believers Mm -hmm. i mean right you're only how many months has it been march 18th 2023 yes when i fully gave my life to jesus and mine was two years ago in october so we're still kind of new yeah right um some of these people might have been a month ago and they went to call i'm just using this as an example they went to college they partied all the time they drank all the time they gossiped all the time they did all of these sins and it was normal for them before christ Mm -hmm. right their bc time yeah and after they gave their life to christ they're like well this was so normal right and now it's not right so now it's really hard to overcome same with what we just talked about in our past relationships that was present so now it's like we don't want that to be in there So it's harder to overcome it because we got so used to it. So I just want to let you know that it's okay Mm -hmm. if you're having a hard time getting through it. It's not something that should just be snap your fingers and you're over it, right? Especially if it was something that was normal for you, right? Right. So if an alcoholic comes to Jesus, they no longer want to drink, right? How do you, how do you not drink? Don't be around it. Don't buy it. Don't go places that all people are doing or drinking, just yeah. avoid it at all costs. That's, That's why right. Paul says flee from sin, right? So what are the <clears throat> things that you're struggling with that you need to put things in place where you don't do it? Obviously, a huge part of it is relying on God. But another thing is to actually put things in place that you don't like you need to avoid. So part of it could also be praying I don't, I don't want me saying all of these things to be like, well, now you're self-willed, right? You're putting all these actions in place. A lot of times it's you praying to God, help me through this, and then him telling you what to do. So that was something for me. I prayed about the temptations that Asher and I were facing. And then I was like, you know what? It'd be smart if we just avoid this mm-hmm. situation. And and now that we're, we're putting that action into place. So a lot of times your answer to avoiding the sin comes from prayer. Mm-hmm. So it is coming from God. Yeah. And one one point I want to make is that's why it's so important. And this is why pastors especially emphasize on joining community so well. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you one thing right now. These pastors aren't saying join community because they think it's going to grow their church more. No. These pastors are saying this because they've been in your shoes when you were 20, 30 years old. If you have some, I guarantee you, someone is struggling with the exact same sin you are. I forgot the verse, but 
I'm pretty sure it's Paul. He writes, whatever sin you are going through, someone else has struggled with the exact same thing. There's no new sin. Yeah. Like, and I'm saying it can be very specific. Like, let's say this may get weird, but let's say you have some fetish in porn, right? And I can almost guarantee you someone else has that same fetish, whether this is you looking at feet or whether this is you liking some type of contact on the screen, whatever it may be, it's very important to get to the fine details on what you're actually like lusting after or chasing Mm -hmm. after, whatever it may be, because that's when the people in that community are going to open themselves up and be vulnerable back with you. And that's when it's going to be easier to fight it because you'll have community around you that is being vulnerable too. Yeah. I mean, if you look at a church behind every pastor is a group of elders that are holding them accountable Mm -hmm. and it's so important. It's Mm -hmm. so important. And it could be, like I said, a mentor being older than you is great, Mm -hmm. right? It's also good to be in community with people your age that Mm -hmm. could also be dealing with the same things, right? So we're mid-20s, so we could find another group of mid-20s that aren't married yet Mm -hmm. and probably struggling with the same thing. Yep. I can guarantee you one thing right now. If you have a good pastor, I promise you they got more than three or four mentors. Oh, yeah. There could be people that don't work in the church that they personally know that attend church that could help you. Mm Mm-hmm. They don't have to be involved in the church. They just have to be like, I mean, they don't have to like be a part of the church. They can serve at the church or attend the church and like know a bunch of people. Yeah. Good, good pastors are meant to lead you Mm -hmm. um, in the right direction because they've been in your shoes. Yeah. But in no way are they saying I'm perfect. Listen to me. Yeah. They're saying, listen to me because I've been in your shoes before. It actually, I'll, I'll put it this way. So this is Hebrews 13, starting in verse seven. Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all of the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace, not from the rules about food, which doesn't... The, okay, that's, that's about the law. But anyways, the author of Hebrews, some say it's Paul, some say it's some other people. But anyways, what that verse is saying is... Your mentors, the people you look up to, follow the way they are living because you can see the fruit in their lives from it. If you see these mentors and pastors and you see all their fruit, you should probably take their advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they're saying join a group because you're struggling with this sin, you probably join that group. On your point about being specific, I also want to make this note because this is something that was super convicting for me. I feel like a lot of times when people are repenting, either in sin or you're acknowledging your sin to another person, you're very broad about what you're struggling with. Right. You fully saying what you're struggling with. So you saying like, I struggle with sexual sin. And then you coming out and saying, I have an addiction to porn. Two completely different things. Yeah. Fully say what you're struggling with because then you're acknowledging to yourself that what you're struggling with is not okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. If you can't even say it, you know how bad it is. Yeah. yeah right? Exactly. And, and this could be with gossip, right? Mm-hmm. I have a tendency to talk about people when I'm with my friends. I have a tendency to gossip and say really mean and hurtful things about this one friend that I have. Mm-hmm totally different yeah so acknowledge it and be vulnerable in prayer with yourself and with your mentor or your trusting group that you have near you and actually tell them what you're struggling with don't be broad about it don't don't sugarcoat it yeah fully say it yeah right here's another thing i struggle with porn 
And then also, I struggle with going on the internet, typing in this one website, and then going to the exact same video I've watched multiple times because I know that's what's going to get me off. Yeah. Yeah. Two completely different things. Yeah. And I guarantee you the second option is going to lead you out of that sin more than the first. Because how is someone going to help you unless they know what you're actually struggling with? If I come to someone and say, I struggle with sexual sin... If, if it's a good leader, they're going to say, what sexual sin? Mm-hmm. I need you to give me more detail. Yeah. If they're not, they're going to be like, okay, let, let's go ahead and sit in prayer and, and pray about your sexual sin that you're struggling with, even though I have no idea what it is. No, acknowledge it. Because then they're like, okay, you know what? There's resources. Let's put something on your phone so yep. that you can't even look at the website. Let's actively do something about it. And again, this could be something that God tells you, right? So if you go to him in prayer and say, God, I'm struggling with this one thing. How can I, how can I help it? And then he's like, you need to go talk to this person and this person's going to help you. And then you go to that person and they're like, Hey, I've dealt with this before. I've overcome it. Let me help you. Yeah. Right. Cause that's, that's how we help other people is when we overcome sin. There's mm-hmm. a verse, I think it's in Matthew where it says, get the speck out of your own eye before mm-hmm. you get it out of someone else's. Mm-hmm. If they've struggled with that sin, you have to go to them because now they know how to help you through it. Right. Yeah. Cause they've dealt with it. Yeah. We can bring it full circle back to Matthew seven about the broad and narrow road. Yeah. The more broader your repentance is. Mm. That's what's going to make it more difficult for you to get out of it. Yeah. The more narrower your repentance is, more than likely, that's when God's going to deliver you from that sin or help you deliver it from. Mm -hmm. Again, to go back on the porn example, I struggle with porn. So does a lot of people. I struggle with this, 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 this on this specific tab at this time specifically after I do this, after my face routine using the bathroom, whatever. Like if you get so specific, that's what's going to lead you to the path of righteousness. And mm-hmm. that's what the verse says. The broad way leads to evil. The narrow path leads to righteousness. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. Michelle and I love you guys so, so much. And we thank you for all the support that y'all give us. Um, y'all are clearly loving the episodes that we are coming out with. Um, so if this episode did you well give it a like and also it would mean so much to us if y'all share this to y'all's best friends we just believe that god is working through michelle and i um, to help the next generation because it is a mess and it is up to us to build his church Um, so we love you guys so so much we will catch y'all next week on the tripod